Hello and welcome to In the Studio with Ann podcast. I'm Ann and as always, thank you so much for listening. So today I want to talk about reading and how you can engage your child a little bit more with reading, maybe to encourage them to read a few more books or to um, read a book um, as they get to the age where they're no longer reading the short story books that they can read just in one sitting, where now they're reading more of chapter books, something that takes a little bit more of a routine and endurance sort of to get through. And so I was noticing this with my oldest that she was always a good reader from the beginning. She picked up on reading very early and never really had any problems with it. But she always enjoyed reading as well. But lately, I'm noticing that she doesn't want to read quite as much. And now that she's getting into the chapter books, she just kind of starts out and then she fizzles out and doesn't want to finish. And this is even with books that I feel like she was going to be really interested in. So I wanted to find some new tools and resources to to try to help her set some goals this semester for you know, her reading. So as we sat down this January and we talked about our second semester goals and sort of how we're going to get through the rest of the year, I talked to her about the fact that she needs to read more chapter books and we need to get some more of those books that have just kind of been sitting, you know, off her plate. And I talked to her about how when you read a book, you need to set a goal and to say to yourself, this is how long I want it to take me to read this book. And so looking at how many chapters there are and looking at your calendar, how do I make that work? With Haley, I've been working a lot more this year on time management and she has a planner and within her calendar work for her um, gather round, it gives instead of just basic calendar questions, it actually gives her a breakdown of time. So she actually has to look at her day and she needs to break down, you know, based on hour increments, you know, what am I going to do and how am I going to do those things? And so she'll put in there when she has specific things like piano or an activity or, um, or when she's supposed to practice piano. But then she's also being encouraged to put those specific things like reading my two chapters or reading one chapter to keep her on track, putting it in her calendar. So I wanted to kind of help her be able to break it down. And I realized that for me, I always loved book clubs because that was a way for me to get myself sort of challenged to read the book in a certain amount of time. And and if I was sort of lingering and being like, oh, I just don't want to sit and read, um, or I just am not able to find the time, it gives me the ability to say, well, no, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read this chapter because it needs to be done. So I wanted to kind of give her the same kind of guidelines. So we, the first thing that I, the first resource I want to talk about is one that I used through the Waldock way. And so she has some really great resources as well. And one of those is um, she does unit studies on who was it or who is it and basically takes a person and then there's books that you can pick from. You read about that person and then there's pages that now engage you in answering questions about that person and the timeline of their life and different things like that. So, you know, it allows her to really retain the information about that specific person um, to sort of gain a little bit more knowledge. So what I did was I've started implementing them a little bit more and giving her that 
timetable. And instead of when I use these unit studies, I would usually just do the books that are you read in one sitting and then we kind of do it together. So now I have found that I'm using a chapter book. So the first one I'm using is Milton Hershey because that's someone local that, you know, she's heard about when we go to Chocolate World or Hershey Park. And so I got the actual chapter book that she has to read about his life. And I put together my own pages where at the top it has a picture that a place where you can draw a picture and then it has lines where you can write. So for every chapter she reads, she has to write about that chapter. She doesn't necessarily have to draw a picture, but because she really loves art and drawing all the time, she loves that she can. <clears throat> and she typically can draw a picture really quickly. So it doesn't really hold her up. Um, so she reads her chapter. She writes about that chapter, draws a picture, and then she has her Waldock Way, who was um, Milton Hershey unit study, that then at the end she'll go through and she'll answer the questions and she'll really think about, you know, retaining the information that's being asked in that. And so I gave her the goal when I gave it to her that she has to read that particular book by the end of this month. So she has in her calendar marked down how many chapters she would have to read every day to make sure that she gets every chapter read by the end of the month based on how many days are left in the month. So she's been really good about it so far. She's been really keeping on track. And this is the first, I think, that she's ever really read a chapter book um, this consistently. Um, and she's like doing it on her own, which is really nice, where before the books would just lay and I'd be like, were you going to read it? Um what are you doing? So the next thing I want to talk about is a resource that then I found that I'm really excited about as well. And it's from Let's Play School. And I get a lot of my hands on Montessori style things from this place. And um, this particular one is a, um, it's a, a book explorer guide. So they have a couple of these for a couple different books. But one of the books I've been wanting her to read is Charlotte's Web. And I just think it's a really neat story, and it's one that I remember reading when I was younger. And I've been wanting her to read it for a while, but she just never picks it up and reads it. In fact, we the book got lost, and I think I might have put it out in our little free library, and somebody borrowed it um, because she wasn't reading it. So I ended up just um, getting it from our local library again, <clears throat> and... Now she has this explorer guide and she's way more engaged with it. And in fact, she has two chapter books going at the same time, um, which is kind of cool. And I want to share a little bit more about it because I was really impressed. <clears throat> I wasn't really sure what it was going to be like because, you know, when you get something for the first time, you're like not sure exactly what it's going to be. You know, you read the description and you're like, sounds good. But <clears throat> sometimes I'm Im overly impressed and sometimes I'm like, oh, that isn't quite what I thought, but this was a pleasant surprise. So you have different parts. So I put together a folder and there's different parts that go with this. And what I love is with Gather Round, they, she always includes vocab words from the reading. And so we put it on our word wall and we're talking about vocab words. Um, and what I love is that it's incorporated in this as well. So the first thing she does is she gets her little Explorer Dictionary 
um, booklet and it gives you pages to be able to print out and it has all the vocab words. So there's a couple vocab words for each chapter. So you're gonna get a list for each chapter and there's three vocab words. And so then she has to find each vocab word on her little thing page here and it gives you a place to write what that word means. So we've been working a lot more with actually using the dictionary because I'll be honest, when I'm kind of in the thick of it and I'm, you know, just day to day, I tend to use Surrey or Alexa um, a little more than I should. And the kids have kind of gotten used to being able to ask her what a word means. And I kind of cringe because yes, it's convenient, but also I want them to know how to actually get a book, an actual dictionary and use it. So for this, she has, and, and, and that is another thing this semester I'm starting is I have the dictionaries out and ready to go in the schoolroom where I didn't have that before. And that's why I think I was like, Oh, I've got to go get it. And until I do, I'll just ask and then this will tell us, even though I know what it means, it's nice for the kids to hear like the actual definition. Um, so now those are out in the schoolroom and we use those. And so that's a little bit more of a habit that I'm starting. So the first thing you're going to see is the explore dictionary words. So she goes through and she finds the words in the dictionary and she writes down what they mean. So when she's reading the chapter and there's certain words that she may not know what they mean, she knows. So that's really cool. And she's working on using a dictionary every day um, <clears throat> and writing those things down. And then it'll, she'll have a cool little booklet that she can reference, you know, vocab words. So the next thing then is um, a place to mark off with the sticker every time you read a chapter. And then there's treasured text, which tells, a, they will take some text from each chapter and they give, put it in a space for the child to read it and then um, rewrite it. So they're doing handwriting work, but it's, what I like about it is with Haley, it's a lot more challenging handwriting because it has a lot more punctuation in it and it's a little more, of a more challenging writing. So she has that where she's reading the text and she's now having to rewrite it. And then there's also a place for her to go through and answer a question about each chapter. So then she goes to find um, that page and it'll say what chapter it is and it'll ask her a question that she needs to think about and answer based on what she thought based on reading that chapter. Um, so now she's, you know, thinking a little bit more about it. And then there's also a space where it's giving her the opportunity to get to know each character. So it'll, it'll reference different characters within the story and give her an opportunity to do some free writing, pretending that she is that character. And so Haley loves acting. She loves all things plays and she's becoming very theatrical. So she likes being able to put herself into a character. So um, she was pretty excited about that and wanting to get to know each character so she can do that part. Um, so overall, I thought that this, this book Explore <clears throat> from Let's Play School was really neat. And I love the different levels that it has the ways that it's engaging the child and they're doing multiple other 
um, learning things like handwriting um, and, um, you know, just creative writing and thinking um, about the story a little bit more and you know they're engaging other ways of learning as well besides just um reading the book so it is definitely making her more interested in it and excited about it that she wants to do it a little bit more um and so overall I'm I'm really excited about it and I had mentioned in other podcasts how you know you have to see a challenge with your child and maybe try to find the resources that can help make that ease that challenge versus, you know, just being upset that there is a challenge in the first place. You know, I used to get frustrated when my kids wouldn't do certain things or would get upset about certain things. And now I step back and I have peace about it. And I say to myself, okay, well, this is giving me the opportunity to find a resource or think of a different way to approach this with them. And that's, like I say all the time, the beauty of homeschool. That is the beauty of homeschool is that they don't have to learn just one way. They don't have to retain information um, or... um, regurgitate that information just one way they don't have to be on the same page as every other child around them they can be uniquely who they are designed to be and the way that they are specifically designed to learn um and what the beauty of it too is that again like I've mentioned so many times there are so many resources out there that are you know fairly inexpensive as well um, and can kind of just give your child that little bit of nudge. So I decided that coming into the new year, I wasn't going to come down on her and be like, you know what? You're just not reading enough. You know, you're just not making the mark here. You know, this is ridiculous. You just can't, you just got to read, you know, pick up your books and just finish them. Just read them. Like what's up? Um, instead I thought, well, I can do that or I can, you know, maybe make it a little bit more interesting for her or engage her a little more and make her feel a little bit special because I got something that's uniquely for her Um, because this is something she's doing and not her brother where most times they're kind of doing the same things as well. So um, yeah, I just wanted to share those two resources, The Waldock Way and Let's Play School and kind of give a review of them because they're amazing Um, Both of them, I really like, um, they each have their kind of unique thing because the one is more based on them learning about a person and knowing about that person where the other is more engaging them in in certain stories. Um, So they each have their place and um, I like that I'm doing both right now. And another thing that I want to encourage you again is that homeschooling doesn't have to have a specific... Um, timetable either. It doesn't have to be, I know I mentioned this before as well, that, you know, you can have your own times and hours that you do things and that, you know, when other kids are in school, doesn't mean your kids have to be in school those exact hours or be learning those exact hours. You know, for Haley, I've realized that, you know, she really likes to read um, at night and we were having a challenge getting her to go to sleep. 
and she was staying up too late. Plus, it was also getting to be a problem because then I felt like I was staying up or that we had to engage with her all the time, which I loved, but it was also, I thought to myself, you know, she does need more sleep. She needs to be, you know, being able to find a way to, um, you know, relax herself in the end of the night and be able to go to sleep. I sort of suffered with the same thing and reading was that fix for me. So I remember that, wow, you know, there was a time in my life when I was able to do that for myself. So I have given Haley the ability to say, hey, you know what, at the end of the night, um, I think you should read and, and work on this. And she loves to like sit and do, you know, do art or whatever. And so having this Charlotte's Web uh, book explorer is nice because this is also she's learning, but it's also a tool for us to help her to soothe herself to sleep and to have something to say, okay, you know, you have to get in your bed and you have to be, that's where you stay now. But you may sit in your bed and you may work on this until you get tired and then you lay down and you go to sleep. Um, and so she will do that or she'll work on her Milton Hershey one. And she likes that. She likes to be able to um, have that tool. And so, you know, that's just, you know, extending her learning time. And I have done that with other things that she's been working on as well, where I have said, okay, well, that didn't get done. Um, but you know what, you're going to work on this now in bed before bed. And it doesn't really seem like it's schoolwork per se. It's more just giving her something to work on so that she can, um, be in her bed and not have to go right to sleep. So, you know, being able to utilize all of the hours in your day to do those things, I think also is a brings peace as well because I know when I first got into homeschooling with my kids I kind of was stuck in the trap that well they have to be doing it from this time to this time because that's when they would be in school and that's when other kids are in school and this is how it needs to look and again the beauty of homeschool is that your schooling works around your schedule not you work around the school schedule and that has been such a shift for me um that's been amazing because we do have so many things and we're we own a business and I do still work um besides this full-time job of homeschooling our kids I still do have business responsibilities that we need to do um and so it's been awesome to be able to have that shift to say you know uh, we can utilize the evenings um, what I do love also about the schoolroom being incorporated into the dining room slash living room, which is in the front of our house more, um, I love that it's there because then when we sit and we have a family meal at the end of the night, all of our th stuff is there. So my husband is seeing everything and he enjoys that. He enjoys seeing that, oh, you know, <clears throat> something new is hung up, you know, tell me about it. We'll talk about it. You know, when we talk about what we're learning, sometimes we'll do some schoolwork with my husband and we'll do it while we're having dinner. I have learned that when your kids are doing something is the best time to read or have a discussion. So, um, eating keeps them busy and they're eating while we're also having a discussion. Sometimes we'll eat dinner. And then when we have our dessert, if we have dessert, then we'll sit and we'll talk about our lesson or we'll do a lesson. 
and all of our stuff is right there. Or if they're struggling with something and it's something that I think that my husband can contribute to because he has his way of, um, you know, he is much better with math than, than I am with them in certain ways. And so if they're really struggling with something, I'll say, you know what, why don't we work on this now, but let's bring this back out at dinner with daddy and he'll go over it. And sometimes just the different way he approaches it, they'll get it. And they're like, oh, you know, and with a lot of things, you know, my husband and I are very different people and our brains work very, very differently. But, um, so it's neat to be able to see our way we parent our kids. We are, you know, we agree and have like the core base. So we're, you know, but the way we execute things tend to be different. Even when we are in business together, it's taken us a while to be able to flow being now working with the same business and not having two separate businesses like we did before. Now that I stay home and I don't have my business anymore. Um, it's, it was not seamless. It wasn't like it just happened beautifully because we approach business very differently as well. So it's been a long road, but we've arrived. And so that's kind of the same. I wouldn't say we've arrived because I don't know that you ever arrive. Um, <laughs> I think that the life that you live is always the destination to continue to move forward always, but we've arrived at a better place, I should say. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, overall, that's why I like it being there as well, because it's really um, become a space that it's really easy to bring that conversation into the evening with my husband. Everything's right there where our table is. And, um, you know, I really enjoy looking at it and having it there. And then, you know, it also provides a space so that if we do have the, that kind of a conversation happening at dinner, the little ones can go off and play right beside us with their like hands-on work and stuff and uh, be in there. And so, yeah, it's overall been a really, really good thing. And so I wanted to just share these two resources that I've used to tackle a challenge with my daughter's reading um, recently, just to be a reminder that, you know, problems are always, you know, just an opportunity to kind of think outside the box a little bit more and to uh, be a reminder to myself too to embrace those challenges versus just being frustrated about them and uh, to um, you know maybe encourage you if you're in you know the beginning stages of homeschooling and trying to figure out um you know, how to incorporate things. So yes, I will also be putting on my website, um, the resources as well. I'm going to be doing some blog posts. I want to commit to that as well this month because, um, I want to continue to keep those blog posts going, have the resources that you can quickly go to and get to. And it's also nice for me. I feel like because as I journal this and I share with you, um, it's a great way for me to be documenting this process because I look at my kids and I think, my gosh, like Haley is going to be nine. Where have the, where's the time gone? Like in another nine years, like <laughs> she's going to be almost like out on her own. Um, and to think about that kind of crushes my heart. So 
think about that, moms, because what you're doing is important and it's needed and it's so valuable. And your kids may be just like intoxicating your life right now, but I wouldn't have it any other way because in a blink of an eye, they're going to be gone, not gone for like gone, gone, but you know, um, it's not going to be the same. So these are cherished, important years. And I know it's hard because they can feel so overwhelming, um, and exhausting, but it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. So keep that in the forefront of your mind. So until next time, this is in the studio with Anne podcast. I'm Anne and thank you so much for listening.